Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Saturday, June the 5th, 2021. Coming at you from WSWSHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. We welcome you, of course, to episode 262 of the WSWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is, of course, WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WSWS Chad Hinshaw coming in at you here from the Big HQ. Rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, of course, taking it easy after what was a monumental week here, of course, a big-time wrestling discussion and debates, of course, here in the radio network, and we will, of course, let you know of the of everything that was said, of, of course, during 
this week here in the radio network. Plus, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you some wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here this evening. <clears throat> Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you, we'll definitely be bringing you, of course, some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, please feel free to give us a call. The phone number, as always, 1 605 562 0444. Caller ID 141364 pound. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about that we will be talking about here this evening. Let's not waste right, let's not waste any time, ladies and gentlemen. Let us go and get right into the nitty gritty of it. As we said, this is Saturday, June 5th, 2021, 5.57 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let us, of course, start things off with our wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report here for today. As we start off with our wrestling portion here, not a whole lot, of course, took place here on this date. But there are a few little things here, and we'll definitely, of course, talk about that. <clears throat> we'll definitely, of course, go ahead and talk about that right here. On this date in the year 2000, Eric Bischoff won the only championship of his career, which was the WCW Hardcore title, in a match on Monday Nitro against Terry Funk. He gave the belt to Big Vito and Johnny the Bull the next night on Thunder as a thank you for helping him defeat Terry Funk. On this date in 2001, Jeff Hardy defeated Jerry Lynn to win the WWF Light Heavyweight title at a SmackDown taping in Grand Forks, North Dakota. On this date here in 2004, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship changed hands in Osaka, Japan, when Gedo and Jado, wrestling as, of course, the world-class tag team, defeated the American Dragon, who, of course, was Brian Danielson, uh, who, of course, we would never know as uh, Daniel Bryan, and Curryman, who we would find out later, of course, was, in fact, Christopher Daniels. On this date here in 2000, and also on this date in 2006, WWE did announce it had officially acquired the libraries for world-class championship wrestling and stampede wrestling. Eventually they would be offered as content on the WWE network. And we have, and we have, of course, three, uh, three birthdays to talk about here today. First off, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy, let me, let me look at my notes here. Uh, yes. Happy 24th birthday to female superstar Priscilla Kelly. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy, let's see, uh, give me just one second here and we'll let you know here. Happy 29th birthday to Kona Reeves. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy 48th birthday to Mike Bucci. In this case, if you're not familiar with who that is, he was known in ECW as Nova. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, he was also even known in the WWE for a short time as Fitness Guru. So I believe this he was known as fitness guru Simon Dean. So happy birthday to Priscilla Kelly, Kona Reeves, and uh, Nova. And, of course, later, Simon Dean, as we said. So that's it for your wrestling portion, ladies and gentlemen, of your, rest, of your wrestling history and birthday report here today. Let us now see, of course, what we have here in our pop culture history and birthday report here. <coughs> uh report here that we have here for today, June the 5th. Of course, this will include your general pop culture, as well as, of course, movies, television, uh, music, and sports. On this date here in 1873, Sultan Bargash bin Said 
under British pressure closes the infamous slave market of Zanzibar in modern-day Tanzania. On a state 1947, Secretary of State George Marshall outlines the Marshall Plan to rebuild Western Europe. On a state 1963, the state of siege proclaimed in Iran, Ayatollah Khomeini was officially arrested. On a state 1967, the Six-Day War begins between Israel and the neighboring Arab states of Egypt, Jordan, and Syria. On a state 1968, Palestinian Sarhan Sarhan shoots Robert F. Kennedy three times, who dies, sadly dies the next day, and wounds five others at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles. On the state, a couple of moments here on the state here in 1981. First off, the AIDS epidemic officially begins when the U.S. CDC reports on pneumonia affecting live homosexual men in Los Angeles. And also world's first today in history program with edible data uh, was incredible. It was called Today, invented by Michael Butler, runs for the first time on a mainframe computer. And on the state, 1984, Indriya Gandhi orders an attack on Sikh's holiest site, the Golden Temple in Amistar. A couple, one moment here to talk about here in TV history. On the state, 1987, the show Nightline presents its first town meeting with the subject being AIDS, and the show runs. Believe it or not, until 3:47 in the morning. Today, on this date in music, in 1945, Benjamin Britten's opera *Peter Grimes* premieres in London. And today, here in sports, on this date in 1985, Steve Cawthorn wins, wins aboard the horse *Slip Anchor* at Epsom Downs to become the only jockey to win both the, the Kentucky Derby and the Derby. Of course, the Kentucky Derby was won in 1978. On this day, 1988, the Russian Orthodox Church celebrates its 1,000th anniversary. One notable birthday to talk about here today, ladies and gentlemen, actor Mark Wahlberg, who, of course, you might you might know his family runs, of course, the establishment known as Wahlburgers. He was also known as a rapper named Marky Mark back in the day. Today, he turns 50 years old. On this day in 1876, bananas become popular in the United States at the Centennial Exposition in Philadelphia. Some famous weddings to talk about on the state, 1856, industrialist Samuel Colt. Of course, I think he was best known for making the Colt uh, firearms, who was 41 at, at the time, marries philanthropist, philanthropist Elizabeth Hart Jarvis, who was 29 at the time. On the state, 1930, actress Angus Moorhead, who we might remember her as and Dora from the TV show Bewitched, she was 29 at the time, marries actor Jack G. Lee, who was 28 at the time. And on the state, 1941, NBA coach Red Auerbach, who was 23 at the time, marries Dorothy Lewis. A couple of famous divorces on the state in 2009. Emile DeRaven uh, from the TV show Lost, who was 27 at the time, divorces actor Josh Jankowitz, who was 27 at the time as well, after only three years of marriage. On a state in 2012, uh, Deborah Messing, who, of course, was in the NBC musical drama series Smash. And I believe she was also, of course, part of the show Will and Grace back in the day as well, who was, of course, 43 at the time when this happened. Divorces actor and producer Daniel Zellman, who was 44 at the time, by their mutual decision after only 10 years of marriage. Uh, one notable passing to, 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 to discuss here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Former president, of course, also a former actor, also the former former governor of California, 
Ronald Reagan passed away on this date here in 2004. Uh, let's see here. Uh, and of course, we did talk. We did talk about here to get, give a little insight on what happened on this day in 1968. Less than five years after President Kennedy was assassinated, his younger brother Bobby, hoping to win the White House, was spelled by a gunman. Of course, on this day here as well. As we said, it was Sirhan Sirhan who killed Bobby Kennedy. Now, now let's go to, of course, your movies and television history and birthdays here. On this date in 1927, Johnny Weissmuller, you can remember, of course, he was a well-known athlete before becoming famous in Hollywood, of course, best known as being one of the first live-action uh, men to play Tarzan, sets a 100-yard or 200-yard free freestyle swim record. He was a well-known swimmer. On say 1952, the first sporting event was televised nationally, which was Jersey Joe Walcott defeats Ezra Charles in 15 rounds for the heavyweight boxing title. On this date in 1954, the final taping of your show of shows airs on NBC. On this date in 1956, the last airing of the Milton Berle show airs on NBC. And on this date in 1960, the George Goebel show last airs for the airs for the final time on CBS. On say 1967, WSBE TV Channel 36 in Providence, Rhode Island, which is a PBS affiliate, begins their broadcasting. On a date in 1970, KPAX TV Channel 8 in Missoula, Montana, which is a CBS affiliate, begins their broadcasting. As we said before, on a date 1987, Nightline, of course, on ABC presents his first town meeting, of course, with the subject being all about AIDS, which was very big at the time. And the show, believe it or not, we did say the show ran until 3.47 in the morning. Some notable birthdays here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I don't know if he was a, I don't know if he was a producer or an actor or director or something. Uh, Spalding Gray today would have turned, uh, let me, would have turned 80 years old. He passed away in 2004. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy, of course, you might be well might know her as being one of those responsible for being for being one of the head honchos behind some of your big time movies, including the Star Wars and Indiana Jones franchises. Today, she turns 68. And as we also said, Mark Wahlberg today turns 50. And we also said, of course, here one notable passing as we said, former president and actor Ronald Reagan passed away on this date in 2004. As we also said here, ladies and gentlemen, 1930, uh, actress Angus Moorhead marries actor Jack G. Lee. She was 29. He was 28. On this day, 1974, Sly Stone, the front man for the, for the band Sly and the Family Stone, who was 31 at the time, marries model and actress Kathy Silva at Madison Square Garden. On this day, 1982, Michael Keaton, of course, best known for Batman, Beetlejuice, and a lot of other great movies. Today, uh, who was 30 at the time, marries actress Caroline McWilliams, who was 37. On his date, 1999, Reese Witherspoon, who was 23 at the time, marries actor Ryan Felipe, who was 24 at the time, at the Old Wide Awake Plantation along the Sono River in Charleston, South Carolina. And on his date, 2004, actress Jennifer Lopez, who was 43 at the time, marries salsa artist Mark Anthony, who was 42 at the time, in Beverly Hills. As we said, uh, the divorces, of course, Emil DeRaven divorces actor Josh Jankowitz after three years of marriage. 
Ladies and gentlemen, excuse me for just one second. I'll be right back. Hello? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, yes, I've seen it, yes. Uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh. I'm not sure, probably, to, to I, I don't know, I'm really, but I'll... Okay, I'll do it. Okay, I'll give it a try. Okay, go. All right, dude. Bye bye. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize for that. I could not. Uh, I'm sure this would probably be recorded on as a, on our broadcast today, so I apologize about that. But as we said in 2009, as we said, Emil DeRaven divorces actor Josh Jankowitz after three years of marriage, and this happened in 2009. And 2012, Deborah Messing divorces Daniel Zellman by their mutual decision after, like we said, 10 years of marriage. Now let's go to, of course, uh, let's go to, of course, uh, your music history. On the date 1945, Benjamin Britten's opera Peter Grimes premieres in London. On the date 1948, Ghost Riders in the Sky, a cowboy legend single, was released by Stan Jones. On the date 1964, the Rolling Stones' first United States concert tour with Bobby Goldsboro and Bobby V debuts in San Bernardino, California. On the date in 1964, Davy Jones and King B released debut single, I Can't Help Thinking About Me, group disbands, but Davy Jones goes on to to big time success as he'd be later on known as David Bowie. I'll say 1965 will be bullied by Sam and Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs hits number two. I'll say 1976 the song Bigfoot by Bro Smith hits number 57. I'll say 1981 George Harrison releases Somewhere in England. His ninth studio album includes a John Lennon tribute called All Those Years Ago. And I'll say 1982, Murphy's Law by Cherie hits number 39. As we said, of course, like I said today, Mark Wahlberg celebrates his 15th birthday. Some passings in the world of music. On his date in 1625, Orlando Gibbons, an organist and composer of English descent, who composed Silver Swan, passed away at the age of 41. On his date in 1722, Johann Kunau, a organist, choir master and composer of Bohemian descent, who did the biblical sonatas, passed away at the age of 62. On his date in 1785, Gottfried August Homeless, who was an organist and composer of German descent, who did the, and I'm going to try my best to pronounce this, We Knock uh, Oratorium, passed away at the age of 71. And on his date in 1816, Giovanni Passiello, who was a composer of Italian descent, who did Serva Padrona, Passed away at the age of 76. Uh, some passings, I mean, some weddings right here. 
Um, of course, we talked about in 2004 about Jennifer Lopez marrying Mark Anthony in Beverly Hills. I want to say 1979, blues musician Muddy Waters, who was 64 at the time, marries Marva Jean Brooks, who was 25 at the time, in Chicago. I want to say 1993, Mariah Carey, who was 24 at the time, marries Sony Music CEO Tony Malata, who was 43 at the time, at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City. They divorced in 1998. I want to say 1997, guitarist Noel Gallagher of the band Oasis, who was 30 at the time, Marries Meg Matthews at the Little Church of the West in Las Vegas, Nevada. They divorced in 2001. On this day, 1999, baritone belter Frankie Lane, who of course uh, did, uh, uh, did, 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 did of course the song Rawhide, who was 86 at the time, marries retired real estate agent Marsha Klein, who was 61 at the time near San Diego. And of course, we did mention about J Lo and Mark Anthony. And, of course, we did talk about the one divorce in music right here, of course, Deborah Messing and Daniel Zeman. Zellman, after, by their mutual decision, they divorced after 10 years of marriage. This was in 2012. Now let's go, of course, to your world, your history of sports right here. On this day in 1806, the first trotter to break a three-minute mile took place by the Yankees. On this I think I actually I think it was a horse named Yankee. I'm sorry, I thought it was baseball, but it's. I want to say in 1869, the third Belmont took place. C. Miller aboard the horse known as Finian wins in 304.25. 1879, the 13th Belmont George Evans riding the horse called Spendthrift wins in 242.75. 1886, the 20th annual Belmont Jim McLaughlin aboard the horse called Inspector B. Wins in 241. In 1902, the British Open Men's Golf, the Royal Liverpool Golf Club, Scotsman Sandy Hurd wins by one stroke from James, uh, let's see, forgive me, James Braid and Harry Vardon. On the state, 1911, Red Sox Joe Wood strikes out three pinch hitters in ninth for a 5 4 win. On the state, 1915, the 47th Belmont, George Byrne aboard the horse called the, the Finn. Wins in two eighteen point six. I want to say nineteen twenty. Philadelphia Athletics Vice President Thomas Scheib denies charges that baseballs that baseballs are livelier. Hmm. I have a couple of birthdays, of course, in the world of sports. Robert Kraft today turns eighty, and John Carlos today turns seventy six. Several passings here, ladies and gentlemen. On say nineteen thirteen. Chris Von Dei, an entrepreneur and owner of the St. Louis Brown Stockings, he was of German descent, passed away at the age of 61. On, say, 1946, Maude Watson, British tennis player, the first Wilmington female champion from 1884 to 85, passed away at the age of 81. On, say, 1953, Bill Tilden, a tennis player who won, an American tennis player who won the U.S. Open from 1920 to 25. Then in 1929, also won Wilmington 1920 and 21, as well as 1930, and the French Open in 1927 and 1930. Passed away of a heart attack at the age of 60, and also on the state in 1975, Paul Paris, a chess player of Estonian descent. He was born in 1916, so he might have been about 50, probably about 59 or 60 when he passed. Uh, <clears throat> on the state in 1941. 
and, and of course, some sports weddings, as we said. NBA coach Red Arbach was 23 at the time, marries Dorothy Lewis. On state 1999, 1994 figure skater world champion Yuka Sato, who was 26 at the time, marries her fellow skater Jason Dungeon. And on state 2004, tennis player Ilya Nastasi, who was 57 at the time, marries fashion model Amalia Tezodosku. Hopefully, I pronounced that name correctly. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, with your history and pop culture and wrestling history and pop culture history and birthdays <sighs> okay <laughs> very funny <clears throat> but of course there you have it ladies and gentlemen for your uh there you have it of course for your um For your wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here, of course, for today. 1605-562-0444. Caller ID 141364-POUND. This is episode 262 of WWS Power Hour. It is 6.17 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, Saturday, June the 5th, 2021. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here, of course, right here. As, of course, the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, of course, are taking it easy. After what was a humongous week here, of course, a big-time wrestling talk here in the radio network. And, of course, we won't waste any time here. We'll just get right down to the nitty-gritty. We definitely, of course, discussed everything from what happened this past Sunday with AEW's Double or Nothing event. Of course, a lot of big-time surprises there, of course, indeed, including, of course, Britt Baker winning the AEW Women's title. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, Kenny Omega holding on to the AEW World title. The Young Bucks holding on to the AEW Tag Team titles, which apparently both of those cases, I'm sure they had help from, of course, everybody from Don Callis to, of course, uh, the Good Brothers and everyone of that nature that's under his stable. Also, of course, uh, we saw Miro uh, retain the TNT title over Lance Archer, staying in his first wrestling match in about, in about I believe it was about five or six years Um did um, did of course, like I said, compete here and did very well against the team of Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Of course, him and Darby Allen came out very very successfully. Uh, we saw Jungle Boy, of course, win an opportunity to go after the AEW World Title <clears throat> in that big time casino battle royal. Of course, he was down. I think him and Christian and Christian came in, of course, obviously to offer his congratulations. Of course, the young man who, of course, the son of the late actor Luke Perry. Of course, pulling off a real big-time win there, indeed. Uh, my kudos to Jungle Boy as well. Uh, <clears throat> but all in all, like I said, Double or Nothing was a humongous event. And, of course, there was a lot of big-time talk about it throughout our, sh our shows here this week. We did, of course, like I said, cover any, everything, of course, going on here, especially with what happened with WWE uh, letting go of more people here this week. Uh for reasons, of course, obviously, that are, they are yet unknown, even though WWE is simply just referring to it as budget cuts. But, of course, obviously, they have something else bigger and <clears throat> big time here and planned and everything of that nature, which, of course, is probably leading a lot of people to speculate. You know, some people even talk about the, the undoubted possibility that Vince McMahon might be deciding to sell the company. So, I mean, there is some been, I'm sure there's been some talk and some discussion over it. So we don't know what 
that's going on with all that. But, but of course, we'll just have to wait and see. Of course, obviously, we'll, with what will take place here. I mean, I'm sure there could have been some sort of indication of this. Of course, obviously, with uh, <clears throat> with of course, obviously, uh, then uh, the network, of course, in the United, the, as far as the United States was concerned, of course, moving over to Peacock. So obviously, uh, obviously, of course, there was something going on here with that. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me there. Sorry about that, folks. And of course, obviously, <clears throat> Raw and Raw and SmackDown, of course, obviously still not living up to the hype and expectations that preceded them in many for the last last many last few years. Obviously of course been trying to even trying to hype up of course obviously um, <clears throat> um Hell in the Cell coming up here of course here very soon. They're really not in a way doing a real good job of that. Uh, but of course uh, uh <clears throat> so more and more like I said they're continuing to let a lot of these people go. And of course, where are a lot of these people going to go? Especially here, just just like I said, for example, Ruby Riot. Um, even of course, Lana was even let go. Uh, let me see. Um, Alistair Black and Braun Strowman were the two biggest shockers to, to a lot of people's eyes. I mean, uh, I mean, Ruby Riot and Lana were anybody, of course, that has that has started that has started making some sort of headway here just recently. Uh, Obviously, of course, um, has been making a lot of headway here and all that stuff. I mean, I don't know why in the world this was Vince, why Vince has ultimately decided to do this. I mean, somebody obviously maybe kind of whispering in his ear, possibly that he might need to do this. Uh, so, of course, it's not the first time all this has struck. I mean, over the last several weeks, they have continued to let a lot of people go. Of course, a lot may still be stemming from what they did last year, of course, as a result of the pandemic when they had to furlough a lot of people and then eventually had to let a lot of people go. And, of course, they continue to say at this point in time it was nothing more than budget cuts. But, of course, obviously, there's something more to, to all of this. So we're just going to continue to watch all this and see what, of course, will eventually will happen. Um, obviously, of course, this, this leads to believe, of course, ring it over, I'm sure, Companies like AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, Ring of Honor, uh, Impact, NWA, a lot, uh, Major League Wrestling. A lot of these companies, I'm sure, are looking are, are looking at what's been going on. NWA owner Billy Corgan even quoted, of course, in a story I did last night on Revolution, saying that he really calls this nothing more than a, than a odd decision. So. I don't know. Like I said, a lot of these, a lot of these companies are going to be kind of fair. These superstars are going to be fair game to a lot of these companies here. But I think at least these companies, these, or these companies are going to give something to give, to give obviously, um, um, to get, or probably going to give these superstars something that that apparently Vince and everybody under him probably never didn't give them in their last last few months in the company. And that is obviously a fair shot at something truly unique, truly spectacular. And obviously, of course, obviously, uh, obviously, of course, you've seen a lot of legends end up in different companies, especially AEW, of course, recently with guys like 
Obviously, um, you know, Paul White, of course, the big show. No Mark Henry recently. Christian Cage. Um, obviously, Jake St. Roberts, of course, with him being in the corner of Lance Archer. Of course, Telly Blanchard, obviously, being in the corner of the Pinnacle. Arn Anderson, of course, being in the corner of uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, now, Chris Jericho, uh, obviously, still being able to kick tail. He's been around the business a long time. Taz, of course, obviously, starting a big-time stable. I was, and so, I mean, I, uh, these companies are giving these legends some sort of relevance. But, obviously, don't come down to a point here that, like I said, that with all these, with all the big, bigger names that made their mark in WWF slash WWE, you know, they're making their mark elsewhere. They're given, being given a second opportunity to shine. It's going to come down to a point here to where, like I said, <clears throat> Like I said, you know, they're going to make these companies shine even brighter and, and WWE slides going to start suddenly going them. And then eventually, like I said, a lot of these other companies are going to jump up at the opportunity. You know, they're going to probably fight for that spot that WWE seems to be currently in. And, and of course, I don't know, probably we know WWE, NXT could even become, probably we know, you know, I'm not saying this was probably going to go down, but obviously, you know, NXT really is, as we said before, NXT is the one that's really been kind of keeping WWE afloat. So you never know that obviously NXT could probably become its own little unique thing here at some point. Who knows? But obviously, we're going. Everyone is continuing to watch this and monitor this big time. So we're just going to have to see, of course. Obviously, we're going to, have to of course, see. Of course, obviously, see what of course takes place here, here in the next in the next few days, few weeks, and all. And hopefully, like I said, we, we don't hear any more cuts for, for a lot of people. I mean, we saw like a big move last last night on the special edition of Dynamite when we saw former WWE superstar, of course, Andrade make an impact in AEW. And of course, as you know, here at some point, here Andrade is going to be going is going to be competing here pretty soon against Kenny Omega for the AAA uh, Mega Championship. So I mean, who knows that you know? It's like I said, Kenny is uh, Kenny Omega having that big bullseye on there because he holds three big titles. I mean, he's gotten through one hurdle already, and that was this past Sunday. He's got another one coming up here, obviously, with uh, with Andrade. And then next thing you know, you're going to have another one here with Moose. For the Impact World Title, he's holding their belt right now too. So, and I think Moose is probably if, if anybody dethrones Kenny Omega, I think I think Moose is going to be is going to be in that mindset. <clears throat> so we're just going to, have to wait and continue to see what, of course, all all that will develop here. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we will definitely stay on top of everything here. Myself, the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, uh, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, of course, obviously, the Kenny Club's Mip Patel, and a lot of our other folks will jump in, of course, and, and be able to say a couple of few things here and there. And, of course, we'll definitely keep everybody informed, of course, as to what will be going on here in wrestling and in other areas here, of course, hopefully here very, very soon. So once we hear some more about it, we'll definitely do our best to pass it along here to you and give you our own unique perspective about it. <clears throat> so we also did award, of course, uh, 
did, of course, award our championships, of course, from the Double or Nothing Prediction title challenge. And, and of course, I did say we would be posting those matches here soon. I will be have not gotten the opportunity to do so as of yet, but I will be doing that here sometime if sometime this evening. If not, it will be sometime tomorrow, but it will get done here. So that way we can, of course, determine some winners here for the, for some, some, some big time matchups here for these new championships to get them, of course, to get them, of course, up and running out there in the field. So, <clears throat> but uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll give you this one more time. Of course, one six zero five. 562-0444, caller ID 141-364-POUND, episode 262 of WCWS Power Hour is, like we said, Saturday, June the 5th, 2021. And of course, we have a, we have, of course, <clears throat> we, of course, obviously have, We of course, uh, we of course, like I said, we'll have a big, we'll have a big time here and talking about a lot of things. Uh, <clears throat> uh, coming up here, of course, this uh, coming up here, of course, uh, this coming week, of course, obviously the big, the big, uh, the big story, obviously here, is that this Wednesday evening, like this coming Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen will be, of course, the 1,000th episode of WCWS Revolution. And we'll, of course, hopefully we'll have a whole lot of folks pop on in and give some talks here about about how how it's, be, how it's felt to have, of course, obviously one, be a part of 1,000 episodes, of course, of the Mothership Revolution. And, of course, we'll have our normal routine, of course, like we always do, of course, each and every, each and every week. So we'll have a, lot, a whole lot to talk about here. Of course, we were we were we were kind of hoping we were kind of hoping to, of course, obviously have our big time match for the WWS Revolution Championship, of course, between JD and Michelle. But due to, of course, uh, to of course a previous engagement on the part of the Black Widow Michelle and Dodds, we've had to move that match, and that's not going to be today. It will be next Saturday evening, ladies and Saturday afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. At 2 o'clock p.m., it will be, of course, an episode of WWS uh, Wrestling Championship Challenge. And I still need to get the caller ID for that show so we can let everybody know if anybody wants to come in and take a listen, of course, to this as we'll be talking some shop here, of course, around the world, of course, here of wrestling trivia. I'm not sure. I believe it may be on some of the female, maybe on some of the uh, female uh, competitors, of course, here. <clears throat> Here next week, I'm not sure yet, but we'll try to find that out here, of course, hopefully here in the next little bit. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, before we get underway here with, of course, talking about some wrestling news tidbits here, we actually have an unexpected guest uh, uh, coming in here, of course. This is because we rarely, we haven't had an opportunity to have anybody be a part of Power Hour for quite some time, but we do have a guest on the line right now. Let's go ahead and bring him in here right now. He is, of course... A three-time WCWS Hall of Famer. He is also, of course, part of the broadcast team for both uh, WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon, as well as WCWS Sports Machine every Friday afternoon, of course, right here on Talk Shoe. He's a multiple-time title holder in our Trivia Championship Series, of course, including one-fourth of the WCWS eight-man tag team champions, <clears throat> as, of course, the current WCWS Revolution champion, among other championship belts including 
one half of the Impact U.S. Tag Team Champions alongside Black Widow, Michelle, and Dodds. And also, ladies and gentlemen, just, of course, just chilling here, of course, on what has been a very, I'm sure, big-time uh, big time uh, day for him, of course, as, um, as, as well. Let's go ahead and bring him in here right now, of course, hailing from the great city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, ladies and gentlemen. You do know him simply as J.D., but, of course, his real name, ladies and gentlemen, is the Iceman, Jared D. Geronimo. J.D., we welcome you, welcome you, of course, unexpected pleasure here on Power Hour 262. Thank you here for being with us. Good to be here, and I do have some breaking news in with two stories, so we are ready to go. Okay. Uh, J.D.'s got a couple things here before we bring you any more wrestling tidbits here indeed. So, J.D., let's see, let's see what you have here, of course, here on the table. It was announced this afternoon, and it has now been made official, however. SummerSlam will be held Saturday night, August 21st at 8 p.m., live from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. Tickets will go on sale a week from this coming next Friday, June 18th, if you will. This will be on the same night as the Manny Pacquiao fight, however, will be held in the same city. So it seems like Las Vegas is going to have quite a night that night, if you will. Also, meanwhile, however, AEW Dynamite has announced that they will be doing a show live at the Bojangles Coliseum in the Queen City of North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, July 28th. Tickets will also go on sale for that show, however, next Friday morning in Charlotte. The date, of course, originally was set for Rio Rancho, New Mexico, but it now looks like AEW will be doing their show in Charlotte. But the big story, obviously, is now officially... Now, we've been talking about it for the last few weeks, so we didn't know if it would be official until today, but now it looks like SummerSlam will be held in Sin City. So this is very interesting, and I'll be right back to give you my thoughts on both of these stories in just a minute. Okay, thank you very much. And while J.D. stepped away, we've seen we have another guest here tonight, to, to, uh, tonight here on uh, 262 of Power Hour here, of course. Uh, he is, of course, also another part of the WWUS eight-man tag team champions. He's also part of the broadcast team, of course, for uh, Sports Machine every Friday afternoon right here on TalkShoe. He is also, of course, part of the uh, Gross and Stuffless uh, Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. And, of course, hailing from the great state of Georgia where, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, he knows, he knows how to combat anybody that tries to do him any harm, and that is through with a peach cannon. So, and that would be pit a full. Okay, uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and welcome him to episode 262 of WWS Power Hour. He is the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel. Mitt, we welcome you, sir, as well. A very unexpected pleasure here to be here tonight on Power Hour 262. Indeed. Me and J.D. were telling you we should come on tonight. Okay, well... Well, as like I said, I mean we're only on we only have it on for about like an hour, but still we always enjoy having people on. Uh, we always encourage it, of course. Uh, and it's been a long time. I will go ahead and state this: it's been a long time since Power Hour has had has had uh, multiple people on it. I mean, it started out that way, but obviously, of course, for for the longest time, I've actually been doing it by myself. So. Uh, so it is, it is a very unique pleasure here indeed. Uh, J.D. just reported about a couple of, of things here, especially finding out that officially now we now know that SummerSlam is going to be in Vegas coming up in August. And obviously we'd also found out that AEW is going to be having a show uh, down in Flair Country in Charlotte, uh, which is going to be very unique there, of course, here as well. Uh, 
Um, that is, of course, I think one of the first times AEW has actually made a, made a mark in North Carolina, I think. Um, obviously, obviously they have real, I'm sure that's one company that has noticed the importance, knows the fact that North Carolina is a very important area, of course, in, 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 in pro wrestling history and tradition. So, um, at least, at least unlike WWE, at least they're actually paying, paying attention to that, in my personal opinion. Uh, only if we just get them to come to Greensboro, it'd probably be a little bit better. But hey, Charlotte is better. It's best. It's better than nothing, in my personal point of view. So, but uh, I think we, I think, I think we have JD back now. JD, we have you back. And no, we, and no, we don't. It looks like I think JD might have gotten flushed down the toilet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, also, of course, here. Uh, I did also point out here was going to be a monumental week this week as this Wednesday, June June the 9th, we will be celebrating 1,000 episodes of WWS Revolution by hitting that magic mark coming up here. Um, like I said, at 9 o'clock, 138055-pound. Um, as we said, of course, we were hoping to have a match for the WWS Revolution Championship on that night, but... Uh, unfortunately, MLD has informed me that there's a lot of things that did take place that she's got going on, and she's been very, very busy the last few weeks, last few days. And next week is going to be probably even a lot worse. And she says there might not be might be any possibility of all of her trying to do it on that night. So we are going to do it on a special edition of Wrestling Championship Challenge uh, Saturday afternoon at two o'clock. So. It will be, of course, the same premise like we were talking about on Wednesday. Reports coming Wednesday. It will be, of course, obviously, of course, JD defending the title against Michelle. So it all, so it ought to be a very unique, uh, very unique match here, to say the least. And I will do my best to get the caller ID for that show um, because that's one I haven't done in a while, and I don't really have it memorized like, like I do some of the older ones. Uh, but I will try to get that number out to everyone so that way everybody can, if anybody wants to come on Saturday, the next Saturday afternoon and listen in, of course, on this big time match here between JD and Michelle, um, I will pass along that information. So, okay. <clears throat> but uh, uh, we also, just a little while ago, was talking about a lot of things that took place here and ready took place here. In the world of wrestling here, especially with a lot of the, of course, the biggest story obviously was WWE letting go, of course, letting go, of, letting go more people here this week. Um, Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, I think Ruby Riot, Lana, among others. Um, and of course, leads to some speculation that obviously that possibly WWE might be might be coming up for sale or something like that um, along those lines. I'm, st- I'm sure that's pretty much right now at this point kind of a big rumor. I don't think Vince mm-hmm. is probably going to let that. I don't think I don't think Vince is going to really let that company go to because he knows if he can't make can't make money doing that, he wouldn't be doing any. He would he would try doing anything else. Uh, but uh, and of course his daddy, I'm sure, is still turned over in his grave, seeing about what his son has done to his company. So, and I've been saying that. For a long time, we all have. Um, but anyway, Mitt, anything 
from this past week, just anything right off the top of your head um, to that has happened to your knowledge, anything that has kind of kind of uh, caught your eye, any personal thoughts about anything that has happened? Um, majority is about the releases that I'm looking forward for the NWA pay-per-view tomorrow night. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, we did talk about that too, the NWA. Um, now, this has been a while since they, in, in the NWA's done a pay-per-view. Am I correct about that? It's been a little while since they've done one? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, obviously, I think Trevor Murdoch is going to have a big-time opportunity to go after Nick Aldis. I'm back. Dethrone him. There's J.D. J.D., we have Mid on the line here as well. And I do um, have another story that just broke in, too, folks. John Rahm, who was ahead by six shots at the Memorial Tournament, the Jack Nichols Tournament, however, after uh, apparently the second round was rained out a little bit and they had to play pretty much a full day and then some uh, with the second and the third round today, who was six shots clear of the second place there, Patrick Cantley, will not be finishing his round tomorrow. Instead, he was forced to step away after a commanding lead, Howard, today. Howard, I believe he found this out either before he got done with his round or after his round was over. He has now tested positive for COVID-19. He will not finish the tournament tomorrow. So a shocking turn of events at the Nicholas Tournament in Dublin, Ohio. Are the PGA taking any further steps because of this announcement, J.D.? I would think so, yes. I'm trying to find out more about this right now. However, like I said, I just got this on my phone from CBS Sports. ESPN has not broken in with this yet. Also, we can tell you, however, in NHL news, Tampa Bay is up late in the third period, 6-4, to four, and if they win this, they will be up three games to one on Carolina. Last night, Las Vegas got back in the series at 2-1. to one. The other series uh, set to be played, of course, obviously, will be later on here in about 25-30 minutes is Boston and the Islanders at 7.15. But, Mitt, I don't know if uh, Chad told you when I came on, or he probably he told you while I was out. They have now made it official. It will be Las Vegas, Saturday, August 21st, that will host SummerSlam at Allegiance in the same night as the Pacquiao fight. And uh, let's hear your thoughts. Stupid. Yeah, I agree. Very stupid. Especially when people are more... And especially when people are more interested in Mayweather fight because you said, oh, sorry, you said Pacquiao, right? Yeah, Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more people would be interested in Pacquiao fight than the Dirty, but that's just me. No, I agree. I agree 100% with you. And considering the fact they were talking about bringing back John Cena, possibly back July 16th, which is less than a month from now. And then, of course, uh, you've got Brock Lesnar being talked about as well. I mean, you could have had it on a Sunday. You could have done Sunday, however, spent the night in Vegas, then gone on to San Diego for the next night. But no, you're going to do freaking SmackDown that Friday in Phoenix, however. You're going to be in Vegas that Saturday. You're off that Sunday, possibly, for travel dates for some of the superstars. And then you're in San Diego that Monday. I don't get it. Several little things that I've seen here also. I'm I'm sure if y'all see any of the little tidbits that they have, like said on Facebook, some of the news clips that different different agencies put on Facebook here or not. But I was just reading something that CNBC reported on Friday. Hate to get off the wrestling kick for a minute here. 
Um, you know how we how a lot of places, of course, obviously it, it, it does make sense that a lot of places tend to be closed on Thanksgiving Day because of the holiday, of course. Well, apparently Target obviously is one of them that's already said they're going to do it. Now apparently Walmart is going to be the next one to do it. Walmart is going to be closed on Thanksgiving Day. So. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's good yeah. for them. I mean, it's good to see Target make a move like this because Target, I mean, Target and Target and uh, Walmart are like uh, busiest days, however, if you will, however, mind you, however, usually to start the thing. Christmas rush. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, they'll probably be open like five or six o'clock in the morning, however, mind you. Uh, probably that fight, but uh, good to see them give the night off to the employees because usually sometimes they open up after dinner, however, like seven, eight o'clock at night, and they're open all night. And it's nice to see them giving the night off, but you know they're going to be coming early bird people like four or five, six in the morning to buy the specials, like 46, 56% off on TVs and this and that, however, like CDs and DVDs and TVs and gaming systems and whatnot. So go figure. And I will be right back in just a minute. Okay. Also, one other pop culture birthday I will point out here today. Actor Keith David turned 65 years old today. Um, Where's that noise? That is coming from me. Apparently, I have I have a I have a fan going to try to keep my to keep my bedroom cool, and apparently it's an older fan. And apparently, it, if you put it on high, apparently it seems to. Uh, uh, apparently, it can't take on anything. Being, I have to probably reset it to the second lowest. This, the, the I'm back. And to give you an update on that John Rom story, Chad, I did hear that he was given the option of playing with the simulation. He would need to be tested every day. He finished his round, and just as he walked off the 18th green, our medical personnel came up to him and told him the news, and he literally broke down. He was so, uh, obviously, so obviously, obviously, this has made him a little bit too distraught to really finish it anyway. So, well, this I is mean, a big, this is a crushing I, blow. I mean, from I mean, this it he's is playing I mean, very I mean, well all day. Right. I'm sure this is going to be a, this is going to be on ESPN and all that here sometime here today. You you watch and see. You will. Yeah, in the next. But if it isn't on already, it's going to be up in the, in the next few minutes, I would think, because we got the race going on too. Um, I mean, everybody's what, pretty. Talking about. Sorry. So, JD, what do you think about AEW last night? Not bad. I didn't. I like I said, there were some parts I liked, and there were some parts I didn't like. I mean, it was it was a half decent show. They're going to be going back to Friday again this week, however, obviously, because of the NBA. And then, as I told you earlier, and Chad, I don't know if you heard the news now, the match with Kenny Omega and Moxley will not, or not Moxley, Omega and Orange Cassidy will not be this next Friday. Instead, they are doing two weeks' worth of tapings today. They taped another episode for this week and then for the next two weeks as well. Instead, three weeks from tonight, on a very special Saturday night edition of Dynamite, they will air the match live on June 26th. So apparently it will not be this week, next week. But yeah, I'm looking right now at Bullet Mania. So it'll be, an, it'll be another three weeks, obviously, before this happens. Three weeks from today, yes. And yeah, I'm looking at 411 yeah. Mania right now. They just broke in the story with SummerSlam. So yeah, the location and venue has been confirmed. So there you go. Okay. Also, past, uh, uh, 
Captain Dave on our Heaven Wrestling Federation page has posted a very unique picture that was posted by someone earlier earlier today. A very cool picture of two wrestlers who are no longer with us here. One of them just recently. Apparently there was a picture taken a while back of the man that we remember as Mabel and Viscera standing alongside New Jack. And oh, that was kind okay. of a cool picture. Now, yes, yeah, so, so yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah, this is what they said. Arish McCarthy just broke in with this about 15 minutes ago about the SummerSlam thing. This is what they said. This is what NBC is saying, too. WWE announced just moments ago before the Belmont Stakes race that SummerSlam will happen at the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas on Saturday night, August 21st at 8 p.m. This is the new stadium that was built for the Raiders for $2 billion. It is believed the venue will draw a sellout crowd of over 72,000 fans. There you go. 72,000. So are, there, are they still, obviously, of course, going into August, are they obviously still going to uh, still be taking the, you know, uh, the special precautions? Obviously, going in. I would. I don't think so because last night after I got off the phone with you guys on Revolution, I was watching. Apparently, however, uh, the Vegas Knights game, however, with Colorado, which Vegas won, and it was sold out. Fifteen thousand people. There was hardly anyone wearing any masks of any kind last night whatsoever in Vegas last night. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Mitt. I want like to get your opinion here, if 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 I may. Based upon what JD just told us about the situation involving this golfer, do you think all these organizations now are going to be looking at all this big time here and maybe start rethinking, revamping, and rethinking a lot of things, or would they need more proof that they're not really, that's not not really um, prepared to, um, they're not really um, prepared to, like I said. Go at it full, 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 like full force, without you know, or do you, or do you think they're just going to go by instinct right now at this point? Honestly, I don't think it's the right thing to do because whether you have the COVID shot or not, you can still carry the COVID. So, yep. Well, sure. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm saying, based upon what what was just said today, do you think? that you, you don't think that they're going to really, you know, going towards all this? Do you think they do you think they need to have more, more, like I said, more evidence to the contrary here that they need to, uh, that they need to obviously, you know, take better precautions on everything before they, they start going at this. And like I said, and, or do you think, or do you think they're saying now they are ready to go at this without any, you know, they can just simply go at it full, full force here without anything, anything big time and all that stuff. So. Yeah, I think so. so. By the way, have y'all seen the new, the fact that, that, uh, that they, that, that they have brought back the, uh, if you remember back in the day, they had some, they had those toys out called the, um, uh, the wrestling buddies like they had back in the old yep. WWF days. There's a picture here um, from the AW Fan Fest here. Apparently, there was a video of this. Uh, you got Cody Rhodes, Darby Allen, Kenny Omega, and I think it's Serpentico. Um, 
it's a, like a lime green mask with a couple of horns on it. I'm not sure. Standing and holding their 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 um, wrestling buddy replicas, and they look kind of cool. And of course, Kenny Omega obviously is wearing his world title belt during this reveal. By the way, <laughs> and believe it or not, I don't know if you've seen this or not either, but AEW's female referee. They even Bobby got a, an action. Yeah, they got a figure. They got an action figure of her cool. too. And she's at, and there's a bit, and, and she, um, she actually got to show it off here too. And she's like in the full AEW referee gear, I mean, but she's just standing there, like I said, just holding it and all that. It looked kind of cool there, uh, with a picture of the figure standing in a toy ring, and then actually of her holding the figure. So, which is I think, which is also at the fan fest that they did. So. Um, but, um, but what was y'all, what was y'all's pretty much, and I said, as I said this last night, and I know we talked about this a little bit, uh, and I'm going to, like I said, forego doing any wrestling news tonight, because we're just going to do some talking here about what's been going on here. I got to get, still once again, got to get like a, like a better, take a better understanding. And this is based upon a story that I read on Revolution last night. Obviously, of course, as NWA owner Billy Corgan said in an interview yesterday that concerning the WWE releases, obviously he called this an odd decision. You know, could this could could this be like I said, could this be the sentiment of a lot of these a lot of these wrestling companies seeing all this? And do you think that they will take full advantage of trying to bring some of these people in in some capacity? You go ahead first. Um, that's a tough question, to be honest. I mean, do y'all see? Do do y'all have any any inkling, your personal opinions, on where these people should go, rather than where they may eventually go? We'll just say that, for example. Now they admit you said, for example, last night, you said obviously Braun Strowman would actually be an interesting fit for the NWA, you said. Right. So, and I still stand but, by that because and I still stand by that because there's a lot of big men in in WA, like Kratos and some others. Um Riker, well, not Riker. He should have been fired. He will. Um, hopefully. Ruby White should go to um, Impact. I feel that's a better fit for her. Um, Alistair Black, me and J.D. Intershack was talking about this. Put him in, in mm. AEW, I mean AEW. Let him be the third member with Sting and Darby. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now it may be academic here, guys, but one that I have a really gut feeling that may go to AEW, and it may be some time before this can actually happen. And I know someone in particular may end up probably be pulling for all of this. Would obviously be Lana, because I'm sure her husband would probably pull to get her in there. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. 
Definitely. But, uh, but I mean, you know, is it going to be dependent upon that aspect, or is it going to be dependent upon who's going, to, or, or is Lana going to be like a lot of these others? Are they going, to, are they going to take whatever is the better offer of the bunch? I mean, I mean, Lana has still has is really like the only one that has been released, in my opinion, that has that connection, because. Obviously, like I said, Miro could possibly put in put in that word, and I'm sure I'm sure guys like Cody and Kenny and the Bucks will definitely listen and say, "Hey, we, you know, we'll definitely see what strings we can pull, and I'm sure we can possibly get her in here." I mean, uh-huh. I mean, it was something that we were talking about, you know, with Tessa Blanchard. I mean, I, we figured that if Tessa were to come, were, were, to, were to come there, that the one person that could pull the strings for that would be her father, because her father's there. Tell it. Hmm. And tell it with him being a legendary status, I wouldn't see why anybody, any reason why no anybody would not listen to him. I mean, man's been in the business for years. I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, but yep. part of the business, I mean, he was wrestling, and then, of course, obviously, he's been doing a lot of the tours and everything like that. Of course, he was inducted in the Hall of Fame, and Everything like that and all that stuff. I mean, he's he's been he's he's popped up everything so often, but I mean, but obviously, um, but I but but of course, obviously, we haven't seen anything happen in that stroke yet because we don't even know where Tessa Blanchard is going to go next anyway. So I mean, yep. So, um, let me see what else, um. Some of the some of your others here that has uh, now are they on the no compete clause like the rest of them were or or or, or can they just yes. simply just go on I in? No, I, I, I think it's, I think it's a ninety eight day no compete. I believe. I think you, you think you think these latest dismissals were also on the same clause as as what happened before. Okay, so they had might they might have to wait a little while. So it could be, it could be September before they can even wrestle again, possibly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now let me ask you: They may not be able to wrestle, but can they appear there? But not wrestle? Um, I think so. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I have to double check to be sure, but I'm not real 100 percent. Uh, but let me ask you this: one, one on Andrade, one of those that was on that no compete clause. Um. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, sounds right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, so apparently he appeared there, but I mean, was there any indication on when he might be able to compete? Apparently, since he's going, apparently going to be in AEW now. I mean, who Andrade? Yeah, Andrade. Yeah, there's talk that he might be doing uh, possibly some work, uh, possibly, uh, and before the summer's out because that he's brought in. I think, man, I talked about this. I think working with Kenny in AAA. Right, because then then he have a mat. He has a match with Omega for that AAA yeah, Omega in title. August, in August, in. yeah, in August, triple Omega. That's not until that's so. That's not until August. I thought it was sometime this month he had that match. I think it's July. I think it's August 2014, if I'm not mistaken. I remember hearing. I think. Okay. Okay. So apparently, regardless of wherever it is, he can't compete anywhere, apparently. So apparently, that includes possibly AAA, I guess. So, okay. Yeah. 
but at least, like I said, at least he's got that. At least he's got a. At least he's got a, a, a match, you know, to get him back in the game. So, I mean, but at least, of course, yeah, in he, some way, he can stay active. I'm sorry, Mick. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he made an appearance on Dynamite last night as Ajade El Idolo or something like that. Yeah. Idolo. Yeah. And he's managed by Vicky Guerrero, but I think it's a one-off where they're trying to create a story for the match between him and Kenny and August. Yeah. So, so it's a, that's the connection, obviously. It has to do with this match that he and Kenny are going to have. And is it going to be in Mexico, or is it going to be, or is it going to be? Where is it going to be? I, I, I would, I would, I would, I would think it is Mexico because. It's in Andrade's backyard, however, it makes sense. That's AAA, right? I mean, AAA is in Mexico. AAA country, yeah, that is AAA country. And that's Andrade's area. I mean, I wonder if they would do the same thing like that. I'm sorry. But I wonder if they would do the same thing, kind of like what they did with Moxley and uh, Nagata. Remember, they, 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 um, remember they had that IWGP US title match not too long ago, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And Tony Khan fought to, fought to compete for it on Dynamite. Yep. Wonder if wonder if he could probably pull some strings and have it done right there, done right there too, maybe. Yep. That would make it big. I mean, that would take WWE, you know, by the horns there a little bit, you know. Just a thought. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. and of course, obviously with Andrade being just 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 being let go from them recently. That might give WWE a little bit of a black eye, if you think about it. But you know, it would show, hey, we if we can do this, I mean. But um, I thought I also read somewhere about this match. Because you talked about this NWA event coming up, I, that that Serena Deeb is going to be defending the women's title against Camille. Now, I think I read somewhere about this. I think it was Sport Little Mania, and I think it was sometime this past week, that Camille is not going to be one of those that's going to do like what Serena Deeb is doing and defend it anywhere else other than in NWA. Was there something said? I thought I heard something like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, but, but, but is that true? Is, so... Camille would would not be willing to go defend anywhere else other than on an NWA show if she wanted. To. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, he said that for now. He said that for now. Yeah. But could that change? But could that change? I mean, would she have to have it? Would she? Would she? Would she not have any choice if it somehow they told her, okay, you go and go defend it on AEW or something like that? I mean, realistically, she go AEW because of that partnership. But what I was telling JD earlier, when you got Ortiz and Santana, and you had a um, Conan who's in AAA, uh, I think Hernandez is in NWA. Why are you not forming LAX in AEW? Well, you know what was what was the talk about? That's a very good point. There was also talk that Ray Ray Mysterio was interviewed recently. He said something about 
that that you know what could also work possibly now in WWE would be a version of what they did in WCW with the LWO. Yep. That's something I want to I see. I mean, I would love, yeah, I would too. I'd love to see that. I mean, keep in mind also it would be an homage to Eddie. Eddie wasn't Eddie Guerrero the one that started that? Yes, he did. Do you think they would, I don't think they would, I mean, that wasn't his, that wasn't his idea though, was it? I mean, that was, but I mean, I mean, you don't think they would need the blessing of his family for that, do you? It can in the white race. Right. I mean, I mean, maybe if Mysterio were, were to oversee it. Yeah. Either her, her, I mean, not her. Either he or Vicky, I guess he can help with the alliance. Right. But I mean, with Vicky being AEW, I mean, do you think, do you think that somehow that they would let that, let that go? I mean, possibly if maybe somehow Rey Mysterio was somehow involved in it because of that connection that he has with Eddie, possibly? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, you got a lot of talented superstars. You got a lot of talented superstars that would fit that bill that you can put in there now that might make their, and no disrespect to, them, to anyone that wrestles there at all, because like I said, all of them are great competitors. We've all said that here. Yep. This is a way they can get used big time. Yep. And maybe, been, and, and, but, but obviously, and also, but of course, also one thing you also got to think about and consider that this was not an original idea by Vince McMahon. I don't know if he would ever let something like that fly. I bet you he wouldn't. Because it wasn't if one of his that, original ideas. Yep. If not that, why not form the Filthy Animals? That's another group that could work. Yeah. I mean, of course, Vince would want to be... Re- if they either did that or the LWO, Vince would want to do it in his own image, though. He wouldn't want to... Anybody else take the credit for it from by himself? But that's just that's just me. So, uh, by the way, here guys, uh, as I mentioned last night here as well. Of course, we're always in the, in the mood for some from big time big time sports that's going on right now. But a lot of times we like to go back and reminisce about some times. I know JD, you like talking about a lot of classic sports moments and everything i've actually if i mentioned this last night on revolution i did i started doing some more of it today i posted actually some uh, classic college basketball games on the sports roundup page uh and anyone that wishes to go take a look at them please uh please go ahead um some very unique ones there indeed now a lot of them may include some of the same teams but they're from different times, different years, and everything. I try to I try to do a variety if I can. Um, I've also been posting a lot of great uh, um, wrestling moments here as well um, on the video vault here as well. I've been trying to keep that trying to keep that uh, been trying to keep that one up and going here as well. Uh, as a matter of fact, I can give you probably some of the examples right here. Um, 
obviously, I don't know if JD might remember this moment. Um, some, I'm sure JD, you are a big fan of the old Memphis wrestling from back in the day. Um, well, believer, well, I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you. This was one. I'm, I'm sure you might remember this moment. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna read the whole thing here. So this involves one of your favorite announcers. You talked about this man very, very many, many times, and that is Lance Russell, the late Lance Russell, great commentator indeed. Um, but this was March 16, 1985. Let me give you the premise for this. Although Randy Savage is booked to face Billy Travis on this date. Jerry Lawler is trying to change the booking so he can get some payback for Savage's interference in his world title match versus Nick Bockwinkle the, the Monday beforehand at the Mid-South Coliseum. However, Tux Newman, Iron Mike Sharp, Eddie Gilbert, Lanny Poffo, and Randy Savage run in to spoil the interview. Of course, the, they also show the, the footage of the match between Lawler and Bockwinkle, the title match. Of course, the special guest in this was Eddie Marlin. Uh, commentary was done by interview was done by Lance Russell and commentary was also done by Lance Russell and also Dave Brown and the referee for this was Jerry Calhoun. Uh, this was a 13 over 13 minutes long. Uh, so do you recall whenever apparently Jerry Lawler and Randy Savage had a feud back in the day? In Memphis, yes, because they talked about it on the Randy Savage DVD and I know uh, the bio, however, and I know. Him and, uh, like I said, him and Randy, uh, like I said, had some uh, some interesting matches, though. Um, also, um, I found this as well. I don't know if you remember this uh, this moment here. I don't. I, I can't give you the exact date because we didn't really give give a whole lot of it. Apparently, something happened in the summer of 1998, and my assumption was that this was when I think. Paul White was still known as the Giant in WCW, I believe, at the time. Um, apparently, uh, a, a someone came up to him at a hotel, I, I guess, or something along those lines, and was trying. It was talking to him, and apparently, uh, uh, and apparently, apparently, the the person uh, actually punched the fan in the face and broke his jaw. I heard had heard something about that. I forget if it was at a house show, a thunder, a nitro, a pay-per-view, I can't recall. No, but this was this 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 was outside of the this wasn't an event. This was like outside of it. Um of course a judge later on he actually went to court with this the judge actually found him not guilty. And I don't think you want to make a I don't think you want to make someone that size that much more angrier than, <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, another one that tell me if you and Mitt. I don't know if Mitt is still with. Yeah, Mitt's still with us. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm sure you. I'm sure you remember this here as well that I posted earlier today as well. June second, nineteen eighty seven, Buffalo, New York, Intercontinental Title Match. The Honky Tonk Man versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This is where I think Honky Tonk Man defeated Steamboat to win the title. And, of course, it began his long reign, which I believe he held it for 454 days. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, let me see here. 
Oh, yes. Now, this one I remember. I, mean, I, I got this pay-per-view on tape. And I found the original tape. And I've watched this pay-per-view m- numerous times. And, J.D., you, I'm sure Mitt, you remember this, too. Star K 1990. Street fight for the, the WCW tag titles. Doom versus the Four Horsemen. It was originally supposed to be Arn Anderson and Ric Flair. But, of course, we all know what happened later on that night. So it was Arn Anderson and Barry Windham going up against Ron, Ron Simmons and Butch Reed. That was a fight. Yeah, well, that, that was, was that was in St. Louis actually at the old Keel Center. Believe it or not, that, I think that's, that's, yeah, that was the last event that took place ever before they knocked the Keel down. I think it was. I think I heard something. I think I heard that. That, that Star K90 was the last event they had there before they were going to knock it down. So, um, but I think later on, before they got started with the title match, I think they said that that match ended up a no contest, and I think Doom retained the belts. I think Doom was the champions yep. going in. I think they also here, uh, September 22nd, 1997. Triple H took on Mick Foley in his persona as Cactus Jack for the very first time. Yep, in MSG. The same night Goldberg. The same night Goldberg. The same night Goldberg made his WCW debut. Really? Uh, let's see here. Um, I'm trying to find some other moments here for you. Uh, also, I posted something earlier about. Uh, um, you gotta check it out here, and you'll have to look. And you, you, you'll have to look at a lot of these here for y'all, for yourself, here, guys. Fifty iconic moves done by some of your, some of your uh, current and classic tag teams in wrestling history. Um, the video that they put, that they uh, posted here not too long ago. Also, I found one from I found one last night that I think y'all will flip over when I tell you what this is, and tell me, guys, you might re- tell me if you remember this. WCW's Great American Bash, 1997. The Outsiders defending against Ric Flair and Rowdy Roddy Piper. You will call that. That right there was a match and a half. That was, I think, that was at the really a real big point during the thing between WCW and the NWO, obviously. Yep. So, but, uh, but some, but I've got a lot of great moments in the video vault. I urge everyone to go take a look and see what I've got because I've been able to find some full episodes of WCW Thunder. Um, also, um, some some unique matches from uh, Raw and SmackDown and some pay-per-views and all that. Y'all, I definitely recommend going to check a lot of these out. Um, big time here. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Let me see here. I'm trying to think what thing of what else here to, of course, come up with here <laughs> because because YouTube likes YouTube gentlemen likes that. I really, really, like I said, you know, I'm, and don't get me wrong, I'm appreciative and thankful for y'all coming on tonight. Was not expecting it. And, you know, and, and definitely, of course, it's not very often I get to have people come on Power Hour every Saturday, but if y'all have an opportunity to again, I would love for y'all to come back and 
we do we, we talk some more shop on a lot of things here and i may even consider and i like for y'all to keep letting me know whenever they're going to do any pay-per-views coming up on a saturday because i would like to do the thing with power hour again if we used it oh, bless you Thank you. Yes. That we, we we used to do the pay-per-view coverage on Power Hour, the, the extended extended version. You might have to do. I would love to do that. You know what? That's not a bad idea. Well, I'll have to earmark that. I'll definitely have to earmark right. that. So yeah, just just keep reminding me of that date and just mark it down, and I'll do All an right. extended edition of Power Hour on that day. So yes, yeah, th thank you very much. That's a good idea, Jake. Uh, gentlemen, anything else y'all wish to add here? Um, bring it to the floor. Um, nope. right. Good luck to the Allen Brave. They're about to face the Dodgers. And next week on Sports Machine, we got a lot to talk about, including the craziness of NBA playoffs. And the NHL. Okay. We'll also, also, we'll be talking about the NXT TakeOver in your house, which is coming up in this. Sunday. We will also talk about that on Raw Radio this week. However, and if you guys get a chance, however, right now, however, it's funny. However, I've just seen the report from JD from NY. He says this: Booker T is never shy about offering up his take when it comes to WWE superstars, past and present. But this time, he once again made himself look like a complete fool. This week, he used his platform to talk about the recently released Aleister Black. And his words weren't exactly flattering, saying, quote, Aleister Black didn't, quote, have talent and didn't present himself as, quote, unique enough. Yeah, a goddamn fool is Booker T. Also in this episode of Off the Script, John Lair yes, Mr. People Power, Lernagitis, if you will, sent out a text tower to the WWE roster about recent release, releases. Aleister Black on his relationship with Vince McMahon, NXT, and more. What led to WWE releasing Braun Strowman? Ruby Wright issues a statement after getting released by WWE. Tom Phillips finally breaks his silence after WWE release and at one point says that Stephanie actually slapped him. NXT set up practice matches for WWE higher-ups to scout talent. Oscar reveals the venue where SummerSlam will be held, so now we know it's official. WWE already planning for Brock Lesnar's return ahead of SummerSlam. WrestleMania 38 potentially could be a two-night event once again. WWE informing town of a new etiquette ahead of returning to live event touring. WWE is going to be experimenting with a, quote, new ring for safety. Why WWE is doing, quote, super shows when they go back to touring. Why WWE SmackDown Raw Dynamite ratings report. Why Aleister Black Big E didn't appear on SmackDown last week. Backstage reaction to Jimmy Smith's first night on Monday night, which was said to be pretty good. Backstage reaction to Drew McIntyre versus Kofi on WWE Raw. Mansoor told by management to bulk up if he wants to stick around. And Eva Marie calls out dirt. She's claiming that she will not wrestle, but rather manage. So there was some talk there that... Right. And, and, and about the Eva Marie thing. Now, here's one thing that gets me to hear, guys. I think brought that up. She actually downplayed what everybody's been about, about the reports that she was not going to wrestle, but put over another female competitor or something. Yeah. Now, that, that apparently I think she was saying that eventually she, that she was going to in some ways wrestle. She even said, I thought she said that herself, I think. Mm -hmm. 
So which is it? Is she going to wrestle or is she going to manage? I think she's going to manage, apparently, from what I've heard. But now I think manage is her best bet. Yeah. Then why is she, then why is she doing all this training for her? I mean, what, what's the whole point of that if you do, oh, that's, that's all you're going to do? Exactly. I mean, you just walk around the ring. I mean, I mean, she, I mean, the thing, she don't need to really improve her looks a little bit. I mean, some people might say that, but I mean, that's that's beside the point. Uh, but um, but anyway, lo, anyway, like I said before, I mean, this is this is like I said, the one-dimensional thinking that we've been experiencing in WWE here lately. And like I said, Raw and SmackDown have really kind of lost a lot of step in the last few months, even the last few years. NXT has continued to gain ground. No, this is the only thing right now, and I've said that y'all heard me say this many, many times. That's the reason why mm-hmm. WWE is still on top. That's the only reason. And I'm sure I'll probably get some doubt about it here at some point down the road. But like I said before, you put two and two together and you see what you see what ends up happening here. You know. Uh but like I said, if Raw and SmackDown are not doing as popular, yet NXT is blowing them out of the water, I mean, what would you think? Why do you think Vince McMahon doesn't doesn't really care about NXT too much? Why? It's because it's something he didn't come up with. He has been he has been quoted as saying that he does not like NXT. I mean, in a nutshell, that's what he's been saying. So. I mean, yet that's the only thing that's that's making his, that, that's keeping this company afloat right now. So y'all be thankful and all that for all these people working around the clock to make certain that, like it's like I said, that his company st- stays that way. Because if it is in fact true about uh, you know, as as of course two signs here, obviously them letting go of people, and two moving a lot of their big time content at least in the United States over to Peacock. I mean, put two and two together. What do you think? What do you think is going on? It's not, again, I say this before: no wrestling fan, no fan of professional wrestling is stupid. They're looking between the lines here. They all know what's going on. The company is falling. It's on. It's on. It's, it's on its last legs. And at some point down the road, AEW, Ring of Honor, Major League Wrestling, Impact, New Japan, and heck, even some independent promotions. Are going to be able to push it off the cliff, and they're going to take that, and they're going to take that crown, and they're going to take that throne, and it's going to be all between all of those companies. WWE is going to be a thing of the past. It is going to be an afterthought. Like Vince McMahon has tried to make WCW and all these other companies that he's bought an afterthought. His own company is going to become that same way if he doesn't start doing something to prevent it. Yep. And everybody else here. Everybody else here, like I said here, is not is not doesn't have the balls. I mean, I think every, every single male employee of WWE has got their balls in their wife's or girlfriend's purses, as they used to say about Triple H all the time, because they're not man enough to stand up to Vince. Of course, the women don't have the the women don't have the 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 um, I don't know what you would say Cajones. for the women, but they don't have the, the, they thank you the cojones. To stand up to him either, because all Vince wants to hear is positive, positive results. They want to hear positive outlooks. He wants to hear positive things. Well, Vince, like I said, I'm gonna say this right I'm here. I'm gonna take off. 
But don't take off anything until you leave here, Jay. We don't want to see you take anything off. I'll be taking <laughs> off. Your- yeah. Whoa! <laughs> thank you there, JD. Uh, the Iceman, Jerry Jerome, we thank you for popping on here tonight. But, I mean, JD, Mint, myself, I mean, we're all not stupid here, Vince. We know what's, we, we read between the lines. We know what's going on. And you're going to try to downplay it and act like nothing, nothing is. But we all know it is. And that is your company is in trouble. Just simply because of the fact that you know it's a simple this it's just a simple little fact that you're just simply wanting to like I said that downplay all the wrestling talk and rumors and all that stuff and all you won't call everybody a liar a cheat and everything like that just simply because like like I said you believe you're doing you're doing great things and all that where well, you're not this at least not anymore you're not because because bottom line. If your daddy was still alive here today, if all the legendary wrestlers who stood behind your father and stood behind you for so long that have since passed on were around here today, they'd tell you the same blame thing. You are not tell you equipped. You're... Go ahead, man, please. I've, me and JD, Justin, and others agreed. The, the most stupidest move you could ever done in the recent as of what's been going on recently, is hiring Nick Khan. Nick Khan don't want, doesn't like dirty. That's what Vince don't even think about. Right. Why do you think Nick is talking to New Japan? Vince McMahon don't want to do partnership. Nick Khan does. So why you fucking hired him? If Nick wants to make a make an impact in some respect, why don't he go to AEW and help his brother? You exactly. take that WWE expertise, right? You take that WWE expertise, put it in Tony Khan's hands, and say, "Look here, this is what I had to work with. You you can you use it. You see if you can do something with it." Tony Khan will not hesitate to do that. He will not. He. He is a very unique business, business businessman. His father, like I said, his whole family, they could probably outdo Vince McMahon and very and and probably heck, for all I know, they could probably have man, they could probably end up buying WWE themselves. And I doubt very seriously that if they won't even want to waste their time doing it. But do you think they would want to let all those people go? No. No, they don't. They might rename certain things. Who knows? Heck, for all I know, that, that if that ever happened, could, that, that building in Connecticut could become the new AEW headquarters for all I care. <laughs> but, of course, obviously, they – but, I mean, why do you think Triple H and Stephanie are doing these, these most wanted treasures things and all that stuff? And they're doing these biographies and all. They're trying to keep the, WWE, the interest of WWE in the hearts of wrestling fans. They don't want to address the fact because they know, I'm sure they know that right now the cat company is in trouble. They know it, but they, but Stephanie don't have the balls to say it, the cojones to say it to his own, to her own father. Shane doesn't have the balls to say it to his own father. Hey, I don't think even Linda will have the, the cojones to say it to her, to her husband. 
And I'm sure Triple H, if anybody did, Triple H would probably be the best bet. But I don't think even Triple H wants to even go there. Because, you know, you know, think about that. Remember that thing when they did, when Triple H told him that they had an emergency board? Remember that thing when Vincent Man was about to fire John Cena a few years ago? You remember that? Was it, what was it? Um, 2000 and, um, oh gosh, what was it? Ah, crap. I don't know, 2012, 2013, something like that. You remember Vincent came out there was going to fire John Cena? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Triple H pops up and then says that uh, that they feel that, like I said, that Vincent Mann was not no longer no longer, like I said, in the, in the right mindset to run that company, and that Triple H was placed in his place was was put in place to take to, to take over all of the uh, duties and everything that Vince was doing, something like that. See that 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 was a storyline right there. But you see, that's actually happening now in real life. That's exciting. Because you, I mean, because Vince, like I said, you tell what he looks like. He, he is, I think he's getting more and more incoherent. I really think he is. So, I mean, sooner or later here, like I said, Vince is not going to have any choice. He's going to, he's going to have to have, he's not going to have any choice in the world but to actually step down. And I hope and pray to God that they have a they have a plan in effect. And I hope somehow Shane, Stephanie, and Triple H are somehow placed in those positions to oversee that company if they really want to keep it alive and kind of revamp a lot of things. Because at this point in time, and Mid, I'm sure you would agree, the way WWE is going now, it's not going to survive much longer. You got Mm-mm. different. You got you got more competition now than you did back in the late '90s, early 2000s, when you had primarily just what was it, WCW and ECW to worry about, and now all of a sudden you've got AEW to worry about, you've got Impact to worry about, you've got New Japan to worry about, you've got Major League Wrestling to worry about, and heck, you've got the NWA now once again to worry about. Mm-hmm. I mean, what 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 else could possibly happen? I mean, they better come up with something. Come up with something fast, because if they don't, WWE is going to pretty much cease to exist. And all you're going to have left is a bunch of these videos with all these matches on. You keep posting on YouTube and everything, and you're not going to have any other choice in the world. You know, like I said, people will have to be hopefully be fortunate enough to have a lot of these stuff on tapes and DVDs and all that, and that's the only wrestling they'll probably get to enjoy. Because I'm sure Raw and SmackDown won't be on anymore. Uh, or NXT, for that matter. And then where are all these wrestlers going to go? They're going to spread them out big time about these other companies, and I'm sure these other companies would love to have them. Big time. Mm-hmm. Oh, their executives and everything like that. I'm sure all five of these companies will, will fight to to take that, that take that top spot. I'm sure AEW and Impact. Hey, I mean, Ring of Honor could possibly even be a direct threat too, for all I know. I mean, who knows? By the way, by the way, Mitt, I don't know if you are a fan of seeing anything involving Ring of Honor or not, 
but they did a streaming, a, a live stream today, and I think it's probably still on the page now, the ROHUS page that we've got, that they actually showed uh, some classic Ring of Honor matches. So if you'd like to check out some interesting stuff, including some superstars that you would know today who wrestled in Ring of Honor years ago, guys like Roderick Strong, Daniel Bryan, of course, even uh, Seth Rollins and all them. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely go check that out. We'll check out some big time action. So, but, uh, but, but uh, I mean, a lot of these companies are going to fight for the top spot if WWE ever goes under. So, we'll have to wait and see what happens. That's all I got to say. But, uh, mm-hmm. man, I do thank you, of course, here of course, for coming on here tonight as uh, for coming on tonight. And please, by all means, come do it more often. We would love to have you, uh, love to get some more insight on a lot of things, especially with what went on this weekend, what went on the past week in the radio network. And of course your take on a lot of things that was discussed and a lot of news that's out there and all that. So please feel free to come back at any time. We'd love to have you as always. Okay. Thank you very much, Mitt. Thank you very much indeed. <clears throat> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you very much for listening to episode 262 of WWS Power Hour. I want to thank my very special guests here tonight, the Iceman, Jared DiGuolamo, and the King of Clutch, Mitt Patel, for joining me, of course, unexpectedly. I know that we were talking about doing our news from 411 Mania, but we'll do some of that, of course, tomorrow morning on WWS this morning. As, of course, we will start at 8 a.m., of course, tomorrow morning as we'll bring you, of course, tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays plus of course what will be taking place in the radio network this coming week and some more and some wrestling news stories courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com 805-8613 pound be sure to of course join us here of course tomorrow morning for that power hour episode 262 is a broadcast of the wws radio network right here on talkshoe.com where we are of course Six years older and continuing to be bolder, the radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection. <clears throat> and, of course, ladies and gentlemen, with, of course, with all the news popping up here, especially with what J.D. just told us about this PGA golfer uh, suddenly, of course, being diagnosed with the, pan- with the virus. Uh, please continue to, of course, stay safe out there. Keep your hands clean. Keep yourself clean. And, of course, we're doing a whole lot of praying as we continue, of course, to fight this. And hopefully we will get through this of course with no time with no time at all and that will be hopefully will be out of the woods it's something we will not have to worry about for uh quite some time <clears throat> so since 2015 ladies and gentlemen your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling pop culture and everything in between this is of course the one and the only the wcws radio network please take care and god bless and we will talk at you tomorrow morning on episode on on I believe it would be episode number ninety seven of WWS this morning, starting at eight a.m. tomorrow morning. Take care, and of course, God bless.
This is the WSWS Radio Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.